Excellent. Are you ready to go, Seb? Yeah, I am. Well, let's get started, guys. Welcome to the AOR Lives podcast. I'm Hedge, and I'm here to sit down and talk with uh, my friend Sebastian Foucault. Sebastian is one of the pioneers of parkour from way back in the 1980s. As a teenager who struggled at school and had difficulties at home, climbing, jumping, running, playing, interacting with the landscape became an escape for him and his friends. The passion and dedication for his craft led to him being invited to participate in several high-profile performance roles with James Bond, Casino Royale, Madonna, Nike, and K-Swift, amongst others, as well as the world-famous Jump London and Jump Britain, which ignited the parkour movement worldwide. Sebastian always put all his energy into his passion, which led him to achieve things he never expected. Through these opportunities came belief in himself and the inner potential that lies in all of us. It always has been his desire to be able to share what he has learned over the years with children and see them flourish via his academy, the Foucault Free Running Academy. Seb, thanks so much for joining me on my podcast today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I like to start these podcasts with a little bit of history, and you, of course, have so much history. Mm. Um, why don't we start talking a little bit about a passion we both share, which is play? Yeah. Um, way, way back, what was the culture of play like in the suburbs of Paris for you growing up? Yeah, um, for me, it started from, uh, because I've got, I've got uh, five, uh, four brothers and one sister. I've got, uh, I... The two, my sister and my brother, there is two are quite, quite young. So they were, they didn't really grow up when I was kind of teenager together because they were not born. But with my uh, two older brother and my younger sister, uh, my, sorry, my two older brothers and one younger brother, we were all the time together. And uh, at this period, there is no like uh, phone, uh, like internet and stuff like that. So we were playing together, you know, like the brotherhood, you always together. So for me, for me, it started, it started quite from there, when with my brother, we use our imagination and we just play together, playing with uh, Lego. Uh, you know, like, I think it's a completely different habit. But for me, it was Lego and uh, try to recreate the things you see from the movie. Uh, and uh, that's why the, that was the seed. But I think it was a, a, probably a, a period where uh, in least, for example, we, we it was natural to see people climbing trees and, and being like, because um, often parkour is associated with urban uh, um, um, environments. Yeah, but if you go to Lis, you can see it's like there's a lot of nature. It's more like a, a suburban environment where you've got nature and you've got also urban, but it's a good mix. And uh, Lis, there is a lot of gra grassy area, a lot of trees. Uh, you've got the lake, you know, it's it's very particular environment. And uh, it was pretty natural to be when you're kind of this kind of environment is to have like stick wood stick and uh, play like, you know, like when you're kids, every kid does this, like it's, it's absolutely natural. So that's just to, to draw like the, the, the seed to start. And then after I, uh, I met David, uh, uh, yeah, quite uh, at, right at the beginning. And uh, just to answer to your question about how was it, it's like, um, it was pretty natural to have people active. Like I, when I say active, I, I active around, like people play football. Uh, uh, you've got, we've, because we have the lake, we've got uh, people bicycle, we've got people running, uh, like, like a culture of sport was already 
um, in lease in terms of around. Like it wasn't, it wasn't forced. It was natural to be outside and to do things like people bicycle, skateboarding, whatever it is, people were quite active. Not everyone, but it's a, it was a, quite a good environment. Okay. So at what point in that journey of playing outdoors and it feeling very natural, do you remember the first times when it began to formalize into something that felt a lot more like training? Uh, yeah, for me, directly, it's like when I, when I was with David. Um, because for me, before that, I had the idea of training because my, my, in my family, we, uh, we have a very deep, uh, strong uh, culture of a sport. You know, my dad wants us to be like a professional football player, which uh, no one succeeded in this. But anyway, <laughs> he wants us to be very uh, physically active with, uh, with sport, um, if, I, if I say it correctly. Yeah. And, uh, and athletics, gymnastics. So all the things, so this is the, uh, the stuff we had. But uh, when I uh, met David, me, I was always in the, in the mindset of, you know, like, all the movie, the old style movie of Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, I had a, in France, we have a very strong, I don't know if it's the same in UK, but in France, we have a very, very strong culture with manga, anime, uh, Japanese anime. And uh, I grew up with that. So in my era, it was Rocky, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, and uh, Japanese anime, which everything is, was about training. Oh yeah. Japanese anime, it, it was all about you train, you meet the body, and then you beat him. It's the kind of stuff like that. So in my bubble, that was my, my mindset. And uh, when it started to be a bit different is because when I met David, David was, uh, as I say, was driven differently. Because for him, he had his personal journey when he, he wanted to show something to his father. You can see, but this is his story, but to mm -hmm. stay stick with the playfulness and to answer to your question it's like me with my with my uh, brother and all my friends for me in my head it's all about i want to play i want to go outside and use my imagination just to have fun then i meet mm -hmm. uh, david which him in his mindset it was pretty serious mm -hmm. even he had this kind of playful aspect at the early stage uh uh his mindset was about training, like really. And all the people who came around when we, when we start to get more people getting involved, everything turned into kind of this training, uh, training mentalities. But, what sort of yeah. age were you guys at that point? Um, for me, I started in uh, 1989, I think, something like that. Yeah, probably I was 16, 15, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty uh, early. And uh, uh, how can I say that? Yeah, for, yeah, for me, what I remember is really, the thing I get along very well with David is because I was very um, uh, not comfortable with my, within myself. And I knew through training, I can transform myself. Okay. And, and with David, I had, a, I had a, a kind of a tool, which now we call parkour. But I had a tool to formalize my training, which before I, okay. I used to do sport, football, stuff, athletics. This was a form of training. But when I started to do uh, outside and doing like parkour, it was more, uh, it, like, you know, when you do parkour, you know, like, this is my thing. Because it's just mm -hmm. like, it's so, we're so born to do that. If you take away yeah. the, the word parkour, we're so 
born to do this stuff. So when I start to do this, is this is this is my thing, and I can see my body completely change. My my body change. My behavior change. My my way of because I'm not I'm not a natural. Uh, I'm not bold naturally. I'm not someone who taking risk. Um, so uh, it was very challenging to me. But doing this, the body react very well with with uh, interacting with the environment, and that's mm -hmm. for me. That's uh, that's the that's that's how it was for me and probably this is why i've got so much we've got a different way of practicing with the other guys all those like all the founders you know we all have a difference the others yeah. need to explain their story why they they do the way they do for me it's very very clear it's always mm -hmm. been through the playful aspect because it's in me i, I like to have fun I, it's it's in my uh, yeah it's my personality basically and yeah, it's just cool. it's just happened being with david it gave me like some ingredient like i didn't have kind of a um i didn't say i wasn't serious but it brings me kind of like an an edge that i didn't have i i couldn't i couldn't have without him cool interesting yeah because the so, level, yeah yeah so um did your brothers join you when you started training with david or was it only you no. that went that route no. no no they probably did one day but <laughs> you know this is a small town but it wasn't their stuff it's only it's only me get really uh into that but as i say um now I, I know exactly how i was in my head for me it's like i was in a journey of looking for a master like all the movie i've seen you know like it's, it sounds like you know it sounds weird but when you're young it's like this is the way it was it was my inspiration and I was looking for a master. And I remember very well when David started to talk to me about his father and all the story. It looks like kind of a legend kind of stuff. And for me, it's like, oh. And I didn't, to be honest, it's almost like he didn't care if it's true or not. It's just, mm. it was just what I needed to get my, uh, you know, like a Karate Kid, the old school one, when the, when the Daniel San fan, uh, Mr. Miyagi, it's almost like this, like, okay, I've got my kind of, kind of, uh, and I went in this journey. It was absolutely enough for me to 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 keep on going with that. It sounds. It's a really it's a really interesting way to think about it. Like, just that idea of searching for a master to try and follow, and then just because you have that ideal, searching for it, and you're just going to go down a path. Mm. Um, and of course, to a lot of people these days, you are that master, which must feel quite yeah. odd for you sometimes yeah <laughs> um but one thing that i'm quite interested in talking with you about is at that point in time when you guys were doing things that were so different your training was starting to take on a much more serious tone what kind of resistance did you get from people in the streets um because obviously these days it's quite common to hear people talking about getting shouted at getting hassled was that happening in Leeds or was that something that you guys had a lot of freedom with? I, I can say like in one year's time, like in one year, it probably happened like interaction with one person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. It's a completely, that's why sometimes like we're a bit, I'm a bit nostalgic when I speak with those who were there. It's like, it's, it's different. That's why like some people want to keep like, oh, uh, we need to keep the the essence of parkour and how it's supposed to be for me it's so funny because if i bring a time machine people will see it's it was different and Lis is not a, a main city it's not paris it's not london it's suburb 
And I don't know if you grew up in a suburb in your little town, stuff you were doing was more allowed, like, like I don't know, I don't even no know. One could what see. The, yeah, I don't even know what the police were, were doing, but we were definitely not the main problem of the police. Like, like it's completely, uh, even least now changed. There is camera everywhere. By the time I was doing, there is no camera. There is no fence uh, like uh, uh, locked for Dame du Lac. You can go in Dame du Lac and spend in Dame du Lac all day. No one will come and say anything to you. Absolutely nobody. You can literally climb with no rope, no, no safety. N nobody's coming to tell you anything. It's, it's yeah. completely different. So I, allowed, I have been and done that, so that is fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you see, it, allow, it, it allows us to, it's like a laboratory, but it allows us to, to experiment and do things because no one, and we were lucky to not be driven to do negative stuff. We were just focused on, on I think in a transformative journey, whatever the, the reason for personal reason was for each of us, we were all with, the, with this idea of doing something which we knew it was different and it makes us, it changes. Like, you know, when you do a jump and you think you couldn't do and just you make it, oh my God, yes, yes. You feel like, it's like Christmas gift. You get, you get something, you know? For other people who just walk by, you start, ma, what are they doing? But the feeling inside is so particular within parkour. And I think it's, it's like a gift. It's just like, my God, this stuff, like it's, it's the best stuff ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, um... I love hearing that from different people because when people tell stories of um, discovering it, they always tell some kind of story about how it made them feel very special. Mm. Um, so it's lovely to hear that that sort of story still works for you as well. Like for you, it was this, I'm doing something, this is mine and it's special. And it's really, it's really nice to kind of get your take on that and hear it from you. Yeah. Um, it was but yeah, it was still a bit different because now the way it is this time, everyone do it in very known place. To mm -hmm. it's not too sure, but the main place are almost like stage. Uh, let's I like let's if I use as a reference IMAX, IMAX is a crowded like place. There is a lot of stuff going on. That's where people choose to be, to to to. I almost say to perform, but to, to express themselves, you know what I mean? Which for us, it was completely different. It was, let's go to the forest where, where no one sees us and let's culti cultivate the thing. Like, remember back in like a long time ago where there was urban free flow and they were calling Shell du Lac in reference of Dame du Lac. They chose this place to, to display their, their performance, but it was in the middle, like next to uh, London Eyes and stuff like in the middle of where everyone is, is mm -hmm. from this point already it was different because Dame du Lac is quite, it's, it's a sculpture, uh, it's an architecture climbing wall, but it's almost abandoned and no one really, no one's sitting and watching Dame du Lac. It's just like in the middle of like, uh, you see? So already yeah. there, culturally, there is something like already start to, to detach. It's kind of a different. I'm really interested in that point, actually. Um, I was going to explore it a little bit later, but let's talk about it now, which is um, you've made, you've obviously spent now many years in both London and Paris, mm. and you've obviously just um, feel like they have very different cultures. What are the main differences that you experience having 
spent so much time now in London with the way culture and people think and the way people treat you and the way people behave in public spaces. Wow, there is so much to say about this because uh, obviously for me, the youth are the, are the one who pave the next, like the, they push forward the boundaries. Me, I'm like, a, as I say, I'm a vinyl, like MP3 or even like the, the next, <laughs> next level. But um, how can I explain that? It's for me, the difference is, it's a big difference because, uh, but this is the culture, like the parkour there is now is not the parkour I, I knew. Uh, there is so much happening in the, in the, in the, in the parkour culture, like, uh, just, I, know, I, try to, I try to be very clear so people can understand. In my time, it was more like the Dead Poet Society or more like Star Wars when you're a Jedi master and you only buy two. Like you've got the master and the stuff. It's like very small people, like a group. So you're talking people. about the original series, Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah original. Like, and now it's, like the, now it's like the Jedi from the first three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the others doesn't exist for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, for me, there is only three and the others is just like, they, this doesn't exist. Anyhow, uh, yeah, for me, it's like, we were more like marginal rebellion, like to the side and cultivate something like a superpower. Like if you see Peter Parker, it's not showing off his, he's got an alter ego, but it doesn't show his stuff. Batman, Superman, it's like, this is more my culture. It's more like, it's a superpower you've got. You hold it. That's why for us, nobody really sees it. They see us, for example, in Jump London where everything was kind of mature. But mm -hmm. all the stuff, try to find footage of us when we were practicing. Like, no. It's not because this is, that wasn't our culture. It's only when people say, oh, you should show it on TV and stuff like that. That's launched a new thing. But before that, it wasn't about showing up. It was about, I'm, I'm, I'm special, but you don't know. Kind of. So for me, it's like, now the next generation is like, after there is a generation where they talk a lot about community, the community and the community. But before the community, there is also a group of people who wanted to practice and they say, hey guys, I'm coming in London. Is there a place when I can stay and stuff like that? So that's an, already a new way, which was good also, but something I never knew and I'm not familiar with. And it's this idea of sharing, like I go to a place, safe place, and, and I practice with people and I travel around the world and stuff like that. So that's, that's a new thing. And I can see now, almost this way now, start to get lost. Maybe I'm wrong, but it looks like it's a little bit different than this era. So there is different stage of uh, parkour evolve. And as I say also, the, the place where, where people practice, like IMAX and stuff like that, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it is a bit different. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things I want to pull out from there. The first is um, which bits of the original culture then do you really feel like we need to try and keep a hold of? Because obviously things will change. That's both good and bad. It just is. But we obviously have the time and the space to talk about, okay, so what from back then is going away that really is worth keeping? Which parts do you think are? Um, let, me, let me think. Uh, Sorry, asking you difficult questions. Yeah. Just before the interview started, I told Seb I wouldn't ask him a difficult question. So I'm lying to him now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for me, it looks like nothing is lost. 
it's just because the platform is different because we've got social media and everything. That's why like when there is also the story with Fig and everything, people don't see the way I see it. For me, it's like there is a way much more people to practice a parkour, whatever that you want to call it, free running, RDD placement, whatever you want to call it, than at the time I was doing it. So for me, as a, one of the uh, people who, who, as an ambassador of the discipline, job is, the job is done. It will never disappear. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if I take an analogy, like surfing, for example, there is people who can complain about competition in surfing, you know, people, how they do it, they don't understand the spirit of surfing and, and the God of the sea and whatever you want to call it. But you know, somewhere, somehow, there is someone who's taking his uh, board and he's practice the way it was in the old days. You know, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, my way of thinking, parkour is the same. Now, the main problem is people want everyone like doing this way. It will never happen. So I know there is people who practice the way they like and, mm-hmm. and my sensitivity will go more in alignment with those people. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying and wanted to have a community of people to embrace a, a kind of way it was in the, in the past. Because as I say, in the past, we were like probably, you, you just, in one hand, you got, this is the number of people who were doing it. I'm not saying in the world, there is not uh, other people who practice this form of stuff like that. But in my world, we were like, just like a few guys and it was just enough. It was like, oh my God, that was so like, mm, it's nice. Like, we no one like we no one like inter like stop us doing what we were doing now mm-hmm. it's because of the numbers of this increasing of numbers of people in doing it the popularities which i'm a bit responsible for that uh yeah uh, now it's more difficult you go in a rooftop and also there is no guidance now even as I, i'm i'm always i'm always like yin yang i'm always in between i absolutely love for example the roof culture what store did you know what i mean Mm-hmm. But in a, because I know it's important to have people like Alex Arnold, like I'm talking about climbing, you need mm-hmm. people who does free solo climbing. And for me, the store guys are kind of a, the free solo people, despite the risk, despite whatever it is, but they're professional and they do what they do and everything. And sometimes they, it's very edgy because, uh, yeah, but you're not allowed to do this. But it's, this is the youth. This is what they, they do. And, and obviously as a, as a father and everything, as someone very responsible within academy, I can see also the other side and say, yeah, guys, but you need to explain like, uh, it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And I always I like, like to... Lord Hamilton, uh, uh, you know, like all those people who, who, mm. who paved the way for me. I always love those, like those, those, like those people because it's necessary for the growth of, of the discipline and to keep pushing because otherwise we will have like something like very regulated and we'll lose the essence of what it is and the freedom of what it is. And now it's become something nice, but it's like, guys, it's like, yeah, we use the mat and when you need to have some gloves and now we have a helmet. It's like, it's like what? Oh. You, you see what I mean? So it's like wait, wait. extreme. And that's why I say it's, it will always be like this because it's become bigger and bigger. The only thing is, for me, I'm very uh, attached to the freedom. And for me, I think the gift, we gave the gift to people. Like, what is parkour? Once you've got, I would say, once you've got parkour, or whatever you call it, it's in you forever. No one can steal it from you. No organization, no nothing. It's impossible. It's like you can travel anywhere around the world. 
within the rules of the, the country you're in and you can't literally practice. A bench is not a bench, a lamppost is not a lamppost. Uh, everything turned into something within your mind you can create. Oh my God, that's beautiful. And that's, for me, that's the beauty of it. Nothing is lost. Yeah, I really like that, that construction of it. Because um, I was talking to Damien Puddle uh, last week about this, and he was really sort of pushing that idea that um, everyone's practice is different. And, you know, it doesn't matter where you go. There's some unifying factors, but in general, like what is going on in one part is different. And creating space in your practice for someone who trains very differently, um, I think a lot of people struggle with it. Mm. Like there's, there's more than one way to be authentic. So yeah. um, I heard someone recently sort of saying, well, you know, real parkour is when you <laughs> go and do it like this and you climb on things and, and none of this like gym going stuff. And I was like, well, look, they're, they're both great, you know? And I really like that you're also taking that on board and saying, hey, we gave you a way to have an experience. We gave you a mindset. It's up to you what you do with that. Yeah. Um, you need to understand, like, historically speaking, uh, it really starts from the seed, from the, from the um, uh, military point of view. But the military point of view starts from a tribe point of view. So one guy saw people in a tribe who's doing for survival, like literally, this is why we, we crawl and we climb and stuff like that from a survival point of view. Then he turned into, for his military, because he's an officer, so he say, my people are not in shape. I need to get them in shape. Therefore, I, I develop a method, the method natural, and then it's it. And then we've got us in our era where we say, you know what, I want to have, I want to, I'm, I'm a, a era of superhero and stuff like that. I've in school, I've, I've got no chance in school, academically speaking, nothing is for me, but you know what? I find something is, is something for me. This is my hobby. This is the stuff. I don't know why it resonates to me. Then we turn into something, become a fashion phenomenon. So when people say the, the, the real and the true, it's like, okay, are you doing it for, to get some food? No. So this is not the real from the view. <laughs> are you doing it from a military point of view? No. So this is not uh, to be strong, to be useful, because you're not trying to, to save anyone or anything, because that, the David father was a firefighter. So when he had these skills, is even despite the firefighter safety and rules, he had the skills to save people, which yeah. now for us, is just like, it's a fantasy. It's like, yeah, I can, but I'm not doing it because this is not my job. So that's why when people defend that, it's good to have it as a, in the mindset, but the reality of it is, uh, for me, that's why for me, I'm, I just play because, mm -hmm. because for me, this is in my era, the, the way I live, playing and using my environment is the most, and it's, it's an educa educational way of doing things. It teach me things, it give me guidance, but that's it. But I'm not claiming to have everyone the same as me because also many people don't understand uh, the way I do because for me, I'm influenced also, as I said, with Bruce Lee and his idea of creating his own thing and it's very dear to me. That's why I create my own thing, but I, I barely share it with people. Now I'm, I'm working very hard to develop my own method, the Foucault, Sebastian Foucault method. Oh. Because, yeah, because I realize I've got, with all these years of doing my thing and in interacting with many things, I've been in athletics. I experienced the, the top level of, of athletics. 
uh, I've been firefighter, so I've experienced the real being a firefighter and being in uh, what we call intervention, uh, literally for real. Uh, I'm an educator because I've been with children before we're doing with parkour. So that was the stuff I wanted to do. I always wanted to teach. So all these things together with the athletics and the physiological and stuff like that leads me to who I am with the martial art point of view, also with uh, Aikido, uh, with the connection with the universe, with the judo, when they try to make an educational way of all this movement and stuff like that. All this stuff influenced me so deeply that my way of doing it is completely different from what I see. And, uh, and that's also direct that all this idea of, like I say, with the master, my way of seeing things is more like a master. It's not like uh, from a skateboarding point of view and rollerblading point of view. And now you, that's, that's why I talked to you about this, because now the parkour we see is more toward the idea of more like all the X, X game, you know? Yeah, and, and that's where we go a little bit toward. There is one branch of parkour who goes toward that. Yeah, so much of that sort of side of things is just falling down the the conventional way that we can expect sports to go. And I think um, I'm very much of the opinion that um, while again creating the space, that's one way. Um, that idea that it's the consensus and it's the way to go, I don't like that. Um, well, but, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I kind of want to so. Uh, I previously uh, heard you talk a lot about your seasonal methods mm -hmm. and the idea of different uh, training differently depending on how you are and what type of year it is. Uh, is that linked in with the work you're doing with regards to the Sebastian Foucault method? Yeah. Um, do you want to kind of uh, give a quick overview of the way you're seeing things okay. and maybe also comment a little bit about how your training might have changed as a result of the COVID pandemic? Okay. Um, alors. Uh, just uh, just remind me for this question if I forgot along the way because I can go that far. Oui, oui, je sais. Alors, just 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 for to, to to explain, everything I do is because my my inspiration was true pioneer. Talking about Bruce Lee, for example, it's literally someone who say like I take what is useful and reject what is useless. That's the that's the seed of who he was. And it's just like take bit of this and this and that and become who he was. And for me, that was the genius point of view. Uh, this link with also my journey of having a friend was really, really good uh, talking about parkour. And I wasn't because I had some uh, mental block with the vertigo and all this stuff. Uh, alongside having a lot of in, like getting injured with the tendonitis and all this stuff uh, and also broke my arm. Uh, in the military service, lead me to comp like to like every time you got a challenge, it naturally makes you rethink and reassess where you are. Parkour has its own journey, which it develop with a uh, like um, uh, I don't say like there is power, and then after there is uh, urban free flow, and then so on and so on. Parkour.net, and then and all this stuff, and so this is the natural journey. But everyone's got a personal journey. If someone hurt his back forever, like Naoki, Naoki, for example, he's got his personal journey. So, you know Naoki? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he hurt his back. So he has his personal journey and he's, this influenced him forever. Everything mm -hmm. is going to inspire people. It's going to be linked, deeply linked with this turning point of him. So for me, go back to me. This is, this is me. And I just realized to look at parkour, it's like, you know what? Parkour is one thing, is one, but this is not what I believe. 
I believe in a martial art where they study or they look at nature and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I'm a very curious person. I'm very interested in a lot of stuff like the world has to offer, like uh, Qigong, Ayurveda, uh, uh, Feng Shui, uh, and so on and so on, physiological, how the body's working and how long. And when, I, when I broke my arm and I spoke with physiotherapists and stuff like that, and I had to do my rehab. They explained to me the mechanic of the body and how long a tissue like need to recover and how the scar and stuff. So I get knowledge from people who had knowledge and people need to understand like very quickly, people very respectfully follow the founder, the founder and the founder. Remember the founder, we were 15, 15 creating a a method or like a training no we were exp we were create we were just like laboratory train like doing a training so that's why i don't like the old school training because it's not advanced it was good for the beginning but it's not advanced based on the 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 years and years of of knowledge of training like the russian method or german method versus the american like, like all this stuff like you know like there is different method than the the fact like the swedish stuff and all this this is knowledge this is knowledge and and for me it's like i like that in martial art there is different way of training so for me uh i like learning from different peoples and then you take what is useful and reject what is useless so go back to me then i start to think about hey, man, Guys, there is a, you know, the circadian cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, so the body has got clock. We've got body clock in every cell of our body. This is fact. This is not just mm -hmm. like someone just like, Mur. so how could we just ignore the fact and follow stuff like sport, traditional sport, we just follow a calendar, which is natural because they've got a competition and they go for a medal. It's normal for them, but not for us. We, we just practice ourselves for ourselves. Why do we follow that in the name mm -hmm. of what? So that's why people individually speaking need to think about what do I want to do? Am I holistic things or do I do a competition thing? What do I do personally? And that's a personal choice. I made my choice a long time ago since Jump London when I start to have my injury and stuff like that. And so I say, you know what? I don't do this, I do that. And, and I don't care, I don't interact with anyone. I don't want to debate, I just don't care. I understand there is a clock, there is body stuff. So I start to shift and understand all the animal, uh, pregnant women, they've got a uh, 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 like menstrual, monster, they, yeah, they, they have to. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. they know it. You cannot, you cannot avoid that, it's, you cannot force it. Mm -hmm. Once you understand that, you say, oh my God, I need to rethink all my stuff. So that's why everything I did, I never push it forward because also historically speaking, I'm the one who come up with how to déplacement. I'm the one who's come up with free running. So I knew the mistake, like don't come up with something too early when it's not mature because people will step on it and will create stuff again on it. And for me, it's, ah, I got it now. Hold on, do your thing, experiment, get your ideas, share with other people, and keep moving. And that's the idea with my, with my thing. So in my method, um, even it's in my academy, what I do in my academy, the main core of my academy is play. So you won't see so much about the season and stuff like that, because for me, play is the key to unlock everything. Mm -hmm. Because uh, uh, with passion will come consistency, and with consistency will come results.
Mm-hmm. That's the seed of uh, under, under, underneath of what I what I teach. Nobody know, but now you know because I said now. But this is what I've got when I do my academy. It's not so much yeah. about parkour. It's about I make sure those kids with with the tool of parkour because for me it's the best. It's the best tool of activity in terms of coordination. In terms, someone need to study about what it does, but I know what it does. Mm-hmm. With with parkour, if I instill the playful aspect of it, not the training aspect of it. I don't care because if you got the passion, I've got the passion. I, I want to do the Red Bull out of motion. I, I will get, I will be very good. I will be very good. I've got the passion and I want to be uh, educational stuff uh, tr- uh, side of parkour. I'll be very good mm-hmm. because passion is the key. And if you bring the playful aspect, people will come up with something. That's, that's my deep belief. So go oh, back, sure. go back with my, with my method. I start to realize we're not the same. We're all, we're completely different. That's why in parkour, like there is no way like people try to do exactly the same jump and stuff like that. Because if someone is is too short legs and stuff like that, obviously with all the speed he can, there is some jump he will never be able to do. Never. Okay. If you see like for example hurdle, hurdle in athletics, it's so unfair. Like everyone's got the same height of hurdle because by like in terms of range of motion. It's like someone who's taller than me can go faster than me because for me in terms of like, you know what I mean? You know what I- Yeah, what yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like it just doesn't make sense. So go back to parkour, you start to realize, oh, there is a range of motion for me. There is a way of expression for me. That's something you find a lot in dancing when you go into dancing and music. It's absolutely obvious. When you go into parkour, if you go to the field of performance, now we start to lose this and everyone tried to do the same. And for me, that's where we get lost. Mm-hmm. That was the idea for me for free running is take, take what is useful, reject what is useless and try to find your own way. And people start to use this word, but they don't get it. They say, no, no, no. When I mean by own way, you have your own range of motion. Some people are maybe have a, a body fat bigger than people because they're natural. You've got ectomorph. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something people need to understand. This, you can yeah. train as much as you want, but we all have a, a, a range of improvement, a wave of improvement. That's the beauty of it. But we shouldn't try to copy and to try to match within each other because it's wrong. So go back to my method. Knowing that, I start to realize. Actually, uh, Seb, could I just pause you one second? I, I, yeah. I want to just pull that that point a little bit apart um, and just kind of build a little clarity into it because I think. There's a lot of people who think about the discipline as being um, a speed and power sport. They think about it as big jumps and big swings and people who are able to control very large movements. I think what you're saying is that is one aspect of something yeah. much larger. Yeah. And it's amazing and it's wonderful and it's great. But let's talk about some other ways you can move. Um, oh, yeah. It's like normally it's like a tree. You know, like, it's like a tree, there is many branches, but you can choose which branch you want to go. So now it's very, it's very trendy, like to do like all the big jump and also I call it spotting. There is people who spot. And when I did my tour, I was talking about trekking. People say, what is trekking? It's like when you, it's like when we say like, you go on a journey. So literally the word tracer is like with a pen, you, tr- you trace something. You go from one place and you go like this. You go from point A to point B. But now people just come with their bag, put their bag on the stop, and they stay in one place. Like, for example, IMAX. So it's kind of really like this. That's not the way I practice. For me, like in when I go, I, I 
I cover a lot of distance in, in the city. So it's maybe performance-wise it's lower, but in terms of exploring, it's bigger because I go for, I cover more, more field. So, so there is many ways. So if we talk about holistic way, that's why I can explain there is this, but also there is people who will choose to be more exp exp uh, expression when we were doing what I call musicality, when I was with you and we were in the bar, with, within the bar and with the, uh, the, the railing, the railing, and we were dancing, you know, you proposed this. Ah, we, you remember yeah. that? That's, I love dancing on rails, yeah. You see, that's purely, and, and just this as a field, man, there is like so much to explore, but because it's not trendy, not everyone need to, not everyone explore, but we're not, I'm not a specialist in dancing, but people will talk about tempo, we'll talk about different ways and, and we can create like different obstacle course we, we favor more the expression. We can have underbar style, we can have like the, the tippy toe and foot uh, crossing. People can come with technique and name it like, oh, and then this guy came and he come with the up, 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 you know, he can come up like, he can go crazy just with that. And that's, that's the beauty with human being. We can literally explore all, but it's, you need to have pioneer. You need people to say, you know what, that's my thing. And I do that. That's what we've got in music. We've got jazz, we've got written rhythm and blues. We've got hip hop and, and because people just say, you know what, this is my, this is the stuff. And parkour is exactly the same. But for the moment trendy is to go to one place and do this massive jump, you know, and this massive stuff. Now, after now, what is brilliant now you've got challenge. Now people like to have like, uh, uh, instead of doing like just jam, now you go and you've got some, uh, uh, almost like a bouldering, you, you've got some, and I love that because it, it would mm -hmm. bring different, different things more interesting. You've got speed, uh, speed running, which is really good also. And also we've got war chase tag. Which now mm -hmm. the stuff I've been doing for many years, like I was doing tag and and uh, the stuff I call zombies, and now it's so now into the the culture of power. I'm very happy with that because I I was thinking like people jump and jump, but they have no cardio, and now because you've got all this stuff now, ah, finally we bring some cardio into parkour, and now people start to think about running free free running so people start to think oh of course running people people a long time people say oh no running is not my thing excuse me, it's very important to be able to run. You know what I mean? And now we've got mm -hmm. tag, which I was trying to develop uh, this. I said, people say, oh, but Seb, you're not into competition, but why are you doing uh, a tag now? It's because I was developing secretively to the side, the martial art aspect of parkour. And, uh, and, uh, and I was, well, even uh, my ch like, children in my academy, all the warm up was, doing with tag and stuff like that from, from mm -hmm. the beginning, because I knew I give them the skills of being able to escape, which is the core and the essence of what parkour, if it was primal, what was about. It was like chasing and escaping. So that's why I was like, convey this in my academy from, but I never say that because I didn't want people to turn it into a sport. I wanted people to turn it into the playful aspect. So you become strong without even knowing it. You've got the skill without even knowing it, which is very yeah. martial art. It's really, and you will understand my, my mindset is exactly like Miyagi, Miyagi in Karate Kid, where he did wax off, wax on, wax on. You know what, this stuff like that, you know? He has yeah. no clue he was being, being strong, but mm -hmm. the master was, was making being strong by doing his stuff. That's what I do in my academy. I convey yeah. something. But there is, a, there is a something behind. So the aspect, to go back to what I was saying, 
that's what I'm so happy with uh, Walshaystar because also I can explore all my theory and my stuff in a field where, uh, uh, in a competitive field. Like many people complain about Bruce Lee, was he really good or not? Because he never competes. But for me, it's like, okay, I'm doing it so I can test my thing with my team and teach them stuff. So to see if it works. So later when I expose my stuff, people can say, yeah, but what is your proof? And I, I can say, my proof is when we did that and this, this tried to really get him, we were doing this and this and this and this. And this. So that's mm -hmm. one of the aspects. Now go back to the holistic aspect of it to very, uh, so I've got knowing, as I say, we, we're all different. We, we body-wise we're different and uh, 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 we, some people are fast switch muscle and some people are not, it's very different. Uh, I start to say, oh my God, also there is maturity level. So as I said, there is age of roots, age of, age of uh, fire, age of water and age of air, you know, or age of wind. Because in, the na in, in uh, like basically you cannot jump the same way you were when you were 13 to when you'll be 60 or 70. It, it will happen natural for you to evolve. I can't jump the same way at 30 as I could when I was 25, Seb. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. It's, but it's not me creating it. It's nature. All I did is I just put name and label, and I'm very good at this. That's why I came with Tic Tac and Pass Murai and all this stuff, because this is, what I, this, is my, uh, this is what I was doing at the beginning, at the early stage, as a pioneer. But pioneer is not something you claim in the past. It's something you do on a daily basis. So for me, all this idea of age of roots is just because I know age of roots is I know nothing, I fell in love and I want to learn. Age of fire is, oh my God, this is my thing. I'm the new one. I'm, I'm the one, I'm the guy who's gonna show everything. So it's teenager, I want to show. Then age of water, it's like you start to say, you know what, I need to find a meaning of what I'm doing and I want to find a functionality of what I'm doing. That's why it's water. And then age of air or age of wind, it says you start to, oh man, I won't live long, so I need to enjoy and, and, and I need to let it go. And you can find this in martial art, the art of let it go. So that's, that's what is, there is in my method and, and my way of practicing before my method, this is the way I practice. That's why also I can't go with edge of fire. Sometimes I would love to go with people like uh, store, for example, but we're not the same. Uh, uh, my rhythm is different. That's why I say. Mm -hmm. It's not like what they do is, is wrong or uh, bad or, or, or good. It's just, it's a different rhythm. So water mm -hmm. goes well with water. Water with fire doesn't go well together. And there is always like water and wind sometimes want to uh, uh, teach something to fire, but you cannot teach something to fire. Only fire, experienced fire can teach something for another beginner's fire. Does it make sense? Yeah, I guess um, there's loads of ways we can talk about that within the framework you felt. Um, one thing that's very interesting is within the language you've just talked about, that previous part of the parkour discussion we were having is that a lot of people get stuck in fire, like this, what is big and what is new and what is shiny. Yeah. And you, you talk about that as a, a phase that people go through. Um, if I was to like, take you there, so to that generation who probably who, whose fire is burning out a little bit what suggestion and how would you talk with someone who is beginning to enter their stage of water uh what is the question regarding to them so um they're kind of their fire is burning out they have they have been yeah. young they have been powerful they have been strong and they are starting to realize that there may, might be more to this than 
um, just fire. Yeah. What, what do you, what, how do you talk with people about that idea, about what is the meaning of this? What is your first steps? What is your advice? The thing is, Aro, for me, the thing is, without being too much, there is knowledge being lost in parkour because now people, everyone has a say. Sometimes we do big jam and everyone has something to say. And for me, within why I created my method is because there is some aspect of parkour has been lost. And people, uh, for example, if you're fire, you do big jump and then after either you get injured or you need to, you start to create a family and then you start to change your way of doing things. But people don't know what is what I call a mature practice. And, mm -hmm. and people, they can see, say, oh my God, Seth Pukong is still doing, is still running, is still jumping. Because I entered a long time ago in this and I, my practice is a mature practice. Mm -hmm. so I, I'm, I'm I don't do what I call breaking jump I don't even know what that means you know I know what it means but for me it's like I'm not trying to break jump I have nothing to prove it does happen sometimes there is jump is challenging but it's not risky to me so um, uh, people has no idea what is the mature practice they would probably well, yes. say, oh they would say oh this is old you know what I mean is old but no, I enter to a new thing. So the mature practice is where uh, you, you, you practice within your range of motion. Like, I know I can push my jump. I can do like, I don't know, like a four meter jump. That's my max. But now I don't do this anymore. I do only two to three meters. I don't do one because it's too boring, but I do two to three. And there is a range of motion when you practice and you feel it. Say, oh my God, today was so nice. That was mm -hmm. so nice. And that's the hardest part in martial arts is the middle ground. It's like balance. balance. Balance is always in motion. It's like yin yang. It's when you gravitate just in the middle. That's where it becomes mature. Some people, they're not good enough. So they can uh, talk about, yeah, me, I'm just doing that. But you need to go. It's like in Star Wars. You need to go in the dark side. You need to experience Vador to come back. Vador. You need to experience Vador to go back. And that's the mm -hmm. journey. You need to do this stuff. You need to go to all this stuff. I did a big jump. I did the stuff like that. You don't, you don't necessarily need it to, but it's good to go because then you can claim say, I, I've, I've done my part. I was there, yeah. You know, and that's the journey of a master. So you go back and say, okay, that's much your practice. That's where I am. I don't need to be on a rooftop. What's the point to be on a rooftop? Oh yeah, because it's cool. Yeah, for fire is cool. But for me, I can find exactly the same thing I find on a rooftop at low level. I don't need to interact with uh, authorities. I don't need to, to go to private because it's, you know, it's, it's not interesting at all in my practice of where I am, the next level of, of uh, age of water. Okay. Um, so, so speaking of the, as we've sort of defined them, the, the fire guys, um, that st style of parkour, um, it we often uh, we hear about it uh, in the media a lot. We hear about it in the discourses we're having in the world of parkour. That mm -hmm. kind of style of parkour is dominated by strong, young, privileged men. Oh, and, yeah, okay, it's two, okay, it's two different thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, now you talk about the privileged things. Okay, okay. So, uh, what's very interesting to me is that the practice started. With a, it came from a very deprived area of the suburbs of Paris. You're all from very diverse backgrounds. Not deprived no? area. No. no. Okay. It, it, it comes from a middle class area. 
middle not, class. Not high middle class, but just kind of like, uh, I wasn't like, for example, me and my friend, we were not deprived. We were not like, my parents like had a hard time just to, to, to pay the bill like everyone, mm -hmm. but it was like, no, because I know there is lower level where it's harder, like immigrant and stuff like that, which is yeah, okay. way harder. We are not, we were not there. You were not we, like that. No, no, so no. But you're still from a very diverse background. Yes. You're still not, you're yes. still not the sort of yes. this kid with the hundreds of dollars behind him and the fancy hats. Um, how does it make you feel to see your discipline represented that way? Um, do you wish it was different? Do you wish we were doing more to try and reach out to more minority groups? Nah, that's a very interesting subject because I'm on a daily basis. I'm thinking about this because uh, I would love to, to, to. I do feel as an uh, as an educational um, um, tool, parkour can be very good if it's if it's well uh, uh, translated into real life uh, uh, scenario, which is not, in my opinion, now. Everyone can claim there is, oh, you give me the philosophy, but it's personal. It's like you take out what you just take out, but some people take nothing out of it. You know what I mean? But if, yeah. you, if you have enough uh, uh, sensitivity and vision, you can take out some, a lot of great stuff out of that. But, but it's pretty random. The way I see, for example, I don't see myself going in Africa and teaching parkour because for me, it's a wasting time for them. It's just like, man, instead, of, I don't want to teach them to jumping around. They need to, to teach, I need to teach them how to be successful. Uh, I don't know, entrepreneur or doing something or helping their family or agriculture or something like that to really get like more educational because there is a lot of, uh, uh, I don't want to go into politics, but there is a lot of stuff that's been done against uh, black people and it's very in this area like to really prevent them to get to uh, uh, educational and to get uh, inspiring people to get to this point you know like if we're in Africa and now what's happened in America and if people know more about history they can see oh my god there is people who had a very bad way of thinking like talking about racism or supremacist were in position of power that's the main problem it's not the number of people because some people will say oh the whites it's not about that it's about one a few people with wrong view of 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 seeing things get in position of power and created a system who prevented people like me to get just to to be equal or to be no, normal so the struggle was a bit harder so that's mm -hmm. that's uh, that's the background that's why i don't want to go in africa if it doesn't really truly help them like i don't want them to okay. waste their time People don't migrate from Africa to Europe to Europe to learn parkour. There would be no way, no way. Do you not feel that play can be a very powerful tool for education, though? Which what what? Well, play as a thing for oh, teaching. Yeah. Yes, um, absolutely. Now, now you see, we take away the word parkour, and now we bring play. Play in any field. Yes, math, architecture, uh, uh, food agriculture through play play is the is the superpower for me this mm -hmm. is this is the gift that's why when i do the tour and stuff like that, i teach parkour because yeah. i but this is not what i teach the most if you see me it's all about laughing it's this is all about yeah. because yeah i, I just do, um yeah. i just i'm kind of like i don't think you meant to but kind of the way you said that came across like 
uh, parkour and play was this extra thing that kind of came along and that what is really important is over here. And I'd kind of want to challenge you on that and say like, well, so much of the process of the training and the play sets us up to have mindsets and so much um, can, can hopefully, I, I hope, be broken down by having those mindsets. Um, so what parts of what the mindset and the training that you've developed over the years and your, and your uh, Fukam method that you have now, would you want to be imparting to people in order to help them achieve more with their lives? I was, I'm thinking specifically about um... yeah yeah. So go back go back to my uh, if we talk very quickly with with, with my method uh, about for example because I talk about the maturity level but I didn't talk about the seasonality. But go back all this stuff. It's all about this idea about your body is a vehicle and you need to treat it well. It's not about mm -hmm. challenging yourself and risking your health. It's about no 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 hold on. This is the best tool to get your engine function perfectly in terms of coordination, awareness, and everything, just to be health, like mentally, like well-tuned, like this is it. And within my method, it's all about, um, uh, for me, activity is vitality. This is it. It's, this, is, this is the thing. Activity is vitality. Why parkour? Because parkour is one of the best activity there is in the world. That's, my, that's, that's what I stand for. This is it. And then when we talk about how it's been turned with the pushing and stuff, right? you can see the pushing in a way has become sport and where uh, take care of your body is not as important, is less important than being famous. Like the Instagram and the numbers uh, become more important to have the likes. So it's a completely new generation. So we'll see how, where it goes, but it's different from, from, uh, from where I am, as I say. Um, when you talk about, like you see, you say about the privileged kids who got to, yeah, like they don't struggle for, for food. They don't struggle. So the parents give them. So for me, it's like, but there is also some people who struggle in their family and parkour give them guidance. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, when they go outside, it can, it can give me a way of, of uh, like almost meditation. I can clear my brain and in, in a channel my energy in doing something and that's that's one of the good thing with parkour but as i say with a lower like with a higher with more difficult uh um uh people i wouldn't i will probably not yet recommend parkour but that's my opinion people say why but this is the way i'm thinking the the way the way it's practiced uh, i i will not recommend for example my daughters They've got the essence of what parkour can teach, but they don't have, I don't teach them, I, I don't want to teach them, and I will not teach them the way we see parkour it's practice uh, in the fashion phenomenon way. Okay. So what, what way do you want them to understand it? I want them to understand something very simple. It's like what you think you cannot do, okay, uh, if you just... If you just uh, push yourself a little bit, you can achieve. And this mindset of thinking like in your head, like, I think I can, but I'm a bit too afraid to do it. And then just like, come on, come on. Yes, I can do it. And then you just push a little bit and it's, yes, I knew I can do it. Just these this tricks. Yeah. If you understand that, you're good to go for life. You can do anything in life. And that's the tool with parkour. It's like a wooden dummy. 
It's like you practice, 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 practice. Once you got it, you don't need to risk your life. I got it. If you forget a little bit, just do parkour a little bit more. Get mm -hmm. it. You fix it. Now do whatever you want. But remember, don't say I can't before you try. That's the seed of parkour. That's what parkour gave it to me. From a kid who, 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 who wasn't bold and didn't try, thank you for me to meet my friend and do what I did because they give me just what I need to overcome the obstacle. And when there is a challenge, I can turn this challenge, the, 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 the obstacle into a stepping stone. That's mm -hmm. the only thing parkour, like I would say, can give. And also, the, no, the only thing. The other stuff also, the other aspect is to see the world differently. As I say, a bench is not a bench. And how dare you say, no, you, you're not supposed to balance into this because it's not made for that, says who? That's in terms of creativity and open the mindset of human being is everything. And parkour got that. So haha, you didn't know we could do that. Huh? That this is what we can do. That's the power of human being. I think that kind of comes, what's wonderful about that is we've come to a really nice conclusion. It was something that we wanted to talk a little bit about at the start which was well, what parts of the discipline do we want to really hold on to? And as an educator like yourself, um, like what really interests me is like, how can I, because I know that many of my students will stop doing parkour. You know, they'll start when they're five, they'll finish when they're 10. What lessons can I have given to them that are going to have positive impacts on their lives? And I know that um, Blake Evett, do you know Blake? Yeah, yeah yeah so blake recently published an article where he was talking about how important it was to um keep teaching people um these really fundamental lessons and really pushing these ideas so it's nice that you've kind of come back with that really strong idea of like parkourism can be thought of as uh, a method for overcoming anything um so it's a really i think it's a really oh, nice yeah. piece to finish and round on um but if I can kind of just maybe do one last little chat with you, because um, <clears throat> this is mostly just a completely personal one, because, you know, I don't know if you've noticed that, but I'm, I'm getting a little older these days. Um, yeah. In my 30s now, <laughs> I, can't, I can't really, you know, do those big jumps. My fire is burning out. I've been in water for a while, thinking and discovering, uh, creating um, real dancing parkour classes. Um, what advice would you have for people like myself as we sort of put to bed the world of power and begin thinking about an entire lifetime of training in front of us? It's for me, it's like the problem is like what we've seen on the social media is so powerful. So it's just like, oh my God, I'm no more that, you know, kind of stuff like that. But the reality is very simple. I think the secret, this is so simple that it is difficult, but the truth is within simplicity. It's not about like energy water, like uh, energy drink. It's water. Water is like the taste of water. It's almost like, it's, but this is the best for you. And that's the thing. For example, do you ride a bicycle? Yeah. Ride bicycle. Okay. Do you ride your bicycle to do like, I don't know, all the tricks and do like go super fast and stuff like that? You go fast when you're late and you need to go fast, right? But everyone who learned to ride bicycle, they ride bicycle. That's the, that's, that's the aim, is to be able to stand on it and to go to one place to another place. This is it. And you're really lucky if with all the rider around, you can do a few more tricks and you could do better. However, if I say to, to uh, uh, my girlfriend, uh, like, hey, uh, could you get uh, a baguette? 
uh, and take the bicycle, she will do it. Like she can wake up, she doesn't have to do a warm up. She will take the bicycle and go. That's the function of doing the, uh, riding bicycle. Your body is a vehicle. So mm -hmm. now you learn everything you need to know. The powerful move is, un is unnecessary. It's a situation maybe make you think, oh, now I need to do it now. But honestly, like, oh, this building is on fire. Come on. You need to go on top and save these women on top. Uh, this will not happen. You know what I mean? You need to do this big jump because if you don't do it, this, like, like, it will not happen. You're like, like I say, for me, like people need to understand we are, we're living in a justice league. Sorry to make an analogy, but we're living in a justice league and you're a superhero already. We're doing parkour, you're already in a superhero within a, the world of normal people. If you take the bus, you look around, all those people have no superpower. You have. But my, the main problem is on Instagram, you compete with, within a Justice League. So you've got Flash here and you've got like a Superman and say, so, oh, I can't, I can't put laser with my eyes because Superman says, oh, I can't jump. But man, in the normal world, you're already a superhero. So everyone needs to calm down and say, oh my God. Me with my age, I'm 40. I don't know. I remember. I'm 46. I'm 46. <laughs> I'm 46. 46 when I walk outside. I'm like, I'm a superhero. I don't have to do the half of half of my jump. I'm already, I can say, man, who can compete with me? You know what I mean? But this is not the point. I can ride. I can use my vehicle very well. So as I said, the time will be judged for you guys. Everyone is age of water. Remember, time will be the judge. And if we treat your body very well, trust me, people will see you as, as a, like, man, this guy is, is, is amazing. Because as I say, in the world of sport, traditional sport, the people retired at the age of 30, okay? And they're full of injuries and stuff like that. That's where parkour will tend if you, if you choose to do edge of fire, edge of fire, edge of fire. In the real world, the true champion are the people who are 80, 90 years old and they can make joke with you and they have their brain together and they can walk and they can do and fun and dance and stuff like that. They're the real top athletes. And people need to rewire their mindset and see like my method, this is what I'm gonna teach to re reassess everything, to reconnect. Oh, damn it, we need to follow the season. We need to think about where I am and to accept who I am, where I am, and stop trying to compete. As an example, I did World Chase Tag very quickly. I did World Chase Tag and I had to, to perform for the guys. But normally I was very happy to be the coach. Now there will be the next one and I'll be the coach. I tell them, now this is your time. This is Age of Fire, guys. I will help you to preserve your body as much as possible but this is not my thing. I'm water and I'm very happy with my body the way it is. Yeah. Um, I like the way you talk about competition because I think you have um, summed up a lot of my opinions on it very well, which is that there's a difference between saying competition isn't for me and being against competition. There's, mm -hmm. And there's also a difference between saying we can compete without the point being competition. Mm. And I think what I really like about what you're saying is that 
you've created this holistic understanding of why we move and how it affects our lives. And you've said, and yeah, once you're there, once you're at a point where you understand why, you can go and compete and you can have fun and it's great. But if we take competition, we kind of put it at the top of the pedestal and say the point is this, we end up in this, um, this Fire Nation style uh, problems. And now I'm referencing uh, The Legend yeah. of Aang for some reason. Um, yeah, but we don't, uh, you don't, we don't have to say anything about this because it's nature. Nobody can fight nature. So whoever claimed this is, this is the, the, the way to follow, you will see, it's, like, it's, it's not sustainable. Fire is fire for one reason. It's fire just, it's, it's not sustainable. You're gonna burn, run out of fire. It's not sustainable. And history has proven it. You take anyone, any top athlete, the greatest of the greatest, look where they are now. They can be as cocky as they want, look where they are now. Even Bruce Lee, which I admire a lot, he broke his back and everything and stuff like that because it was fire and stuff like that. And he was all his philosophy. And where is it now? At the age of 32, he passed away. So, mm -hmm. and I still admire him, sir. But look at the fact. That's why I try my message. If people want to see me as the master, which I, for me, I'm more like an inspiration and more, uh, uh, I want to try to open-minded and, and try to show different direction, get inspiring. But for me, sir, Guys, we've, we're era of communication and information. Just look around. If you don't believe me, just look around. I'm telling you, people can dance forever, like literally until they die. Why? Because it's not about competition, it's about rhythm. It's follow your own rhythm. So yeah, it doesn't dance, doesn't do like big split and stuff like that, but you follow the rhythm, it does it his own way. That's the way. That's- I really like that. That's, that's for me, that's the way. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I think what we're going to do is going to sort of um, pull the interview together and finish there. But just before we do, is there anything specific you want to talk about or share with the audience? Any recommendations of um, anything you want to sell or talk about? Now is the time to do it. Anything I want to sell? Uh, for me, it's just like, um, no. Buy your t-shirt. No. You've got beanies. I, I would probably do this at some point, buy my t-shirt, but for me, I won't sell a t-shirt if there is nothing, no. What, if there is no meaning behind it, you know. You get a like, little snow globe with a crane in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be good, yay! <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It has to have a meaning. I, I do buy stuff every day, but for me, it's like, it means something to me. It's like, it, it represents something to me. It helped me to move forward in my life. And that's the thing It's for me, I know I'm gonna do my method, why? Because I see around, I see uh, where, which way it goes. And I'm here to show a different, I need to show a different way. And also I need to find my own audience or people resonate with me and people can spread my thing. And, uh, and that's it. So watch out for this because I'm, I'm working very hard to create my own method. And I probably have people who will have my ambassador for my method and stuff like that because I believe this, this needs to be spread this did need to stay and it need, need to be in kind of a laboratory when we can explore so keep keep build this you know uh i remember i think i was we were with chris Kelly and i talk about us mindship and he was laughing about this maybe because my english Harsh. you know yeah. because he was laughing about this but for me there is a meaning behind this so it's interesting to laugh about this but it has to be for me it's always like people need to be careful when you laugh about it because it's there is a reason behind what I'm doing and, and there is a teaching behind this. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. almost like if I go in India and I learn yoga from, a, from the 
from the, the first, 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 I won't laugh because mm -hmm. I'm a curious person, you know? It may, as I say, I don't know, maybe it sounds different from an English point of view, but people need to be careful about what is behind that. You know what I mean? What, what is the teaching behind that? And that's why uh, I don't, I, I'm proud to be a founder, but I prefer people to listen to what I try to do more than just to, 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 to accept the fact I'm a founder. You know what I mean? I don't know if you understand what I mean by that. Not entirely. Um... In the era of parkour now, it's like people, uh, uh, there is people claim of something or there is people who create stuff. But, but for me, it's like, um, how can I explain that? I've been doing my stuff for many years. That's what I mean by that. That's why mm -hmm. I say if people like just uh, tend to forget who, who we were, who we've done or laugh about this, they need to be aware of like parkour is what it is now because of the, this certain mindset, which looks mm -hmm. funny, but this is why people do this. This is why there is, everyone's got organization. This is why people make money is because of this pioneer mindset I have right now in front of them. So mm -hmm. if you laugh, say, be careful because you, you know what I mean? It yeah, I'm following. Be, you see, that's what I mean by that. It's, like, it's not finished. Pioneer is still here. That's why I'm More mean things. Well, Seb, if, when you do start sharing, I, I want to hear more. Um, yeah. It sounds really interesting. Um, I'm, it's been a really fun chat. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Um, we're going to finish the live stream there.